Welcome to Full Speed. I'm Eric Dalius, your host. We highlight entrepreneurs and business owners around the globe. And today, we got a special guest here with us here, Mr. Roman Cresto with Empire E-Commerce. There you go. Absolutely. Full Speed ran into that, oh, oh, yeah. Full Speed ran into that trick, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Full speed, ran into that check, oh yeah. Full speed, ran into that check, oh yeah. Mm mm, ran into that check, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Roman, thank you so much for, for coming down to my house here in Miami Beach. And uh, I heard you just recently moved here uh, yeah, from California. Yeah, I lived in San Diego for the last 21 years and okay. just came over to Palm Beach. So, we're like an hour and a half away from you. Okay, so neighbors. Yeah. Neighbors, practically, right? Yeah, we might move down to Miami, so. Yeah, Miami, come on, come well. to Miami. We have a lot of fun down here in Miami. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. So what brings you from California to Florida? There's a lot. There's yeah. A lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, tax benefits. Oh, yes. Um, last year, bounced around to San Francisco, had to get out of San Diego. San Diego is amazing, great beaches and everything, but it's very slow. Um, kind of yeah. an older crowd, and yeah. obviously, I'm not part of that crowd, and I want to kind of get everything moving. So we were bouncing around to LA, San Francisco, and those cities are uh, very interesting right now, yeah. as you know, with all that the homelessness and all that stuff that's going on. But uh, Palm Beach is really just a lot of the um, kind of crypto fintech spaces moving down here in Miami. So we just wanted to be around. It's the crypto capital. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and if you haven't met the mayor yet, you will. Uh, he'll, he'll be looking to go ahead and talk to you and move down here in Miami for sure. But you know, you're, you're a young guy. You got started in business. How old were you when you first started? Uh, 18. 18. Three and a half okay. years ago. Three and a half years ago. Yep. So, you know, you're, you're never too young to get started. I can tell you that right now for sure. Uh, myself, I was, I was uh, 19 when I got into the world of entrepreneurship. Uh, but that was a different time. Yeah. Now, sure. now things can go move a lot quicker and a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your experience like when you were turned 18 and the world of business. <laughs> sure. So I essentially, I left a engineering school in Northern California called Cal Poly Slow, San Luis Obispo after about a year. Uh, just didn't really want to go back because it just wasn't a ideal experience for me. I just wanted to create things a lot faster than things would have gone. I would have to spend another four, maybe even five years at university and that wasn't the route I wanted to go. Right. Uh, so I kind of just left there and posted up at my parents' house, told them I wanted to transfer to a local school in San Diego, but really at that time, that was when I started getting introduced to e-commerce, uh, learning in different mentorship, mastermind groups online, and mm. kind of uh, dabbling into the world of Shopify and then Amazon. And Amazon is kind of the route that I really got into and took off with with Empire e-commerce. But yeah, um, yeah, back then it was just me running my own Amazon stores and mm -hmm. um, using the drop shipping model, kind of just testing out uh, in my parents' house, just uh, running my own Amazon stores. That was my kind of intro to the whole business world. It's so interesting because you you mentioned like you wanted to go fast, right? So we call it full speed, yeah. right? Yeah. Like full speed. Like when you get that idea, you want to jump on that right away. You want to you don't want to have leave room for that idea to die out. Right. You want to take immediate massive action, and that sounds like something that you did. Yeah. You're like you got this idea. Like I'm gonna go ahead and get all of my distractions away and get super focused. For sure. I mean the first. 90 days that I was in it, I was basically spending all my time, 10 to 14 hour days, just working on an Amazon store. Um, I was literally at my computer the whole time just sitting down. Uh, I got uh, tendonitis in my hand because I was clicking <laughs> so much, it was really bad. 
It's flexing now, it's all good? Oh yeah. Alright, good, good. I did a lot of work to kind of fix that up. Awesome, so. awesome. You look like you go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's just super important to stay healthy and be It great. is, it is. Uh, I know when I first got started off, I got so focused, I got sidetracked mm-hmm. by not working out, but now I make sure I get carved out and, and, and I, I remind my, my son, uh, Brad, and my daughter, Jackie, to go ahead and find time to work out. Right. Find time to go ahead and do that. So. What's your schedule like? I mean, what do you, what's your DMO, your daily method of operation? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I know it's true, like a lot of entrepreneurs kind of neglect the whole health, fitness, and yeah. kind of mental wellness aspect of it. Yeah. But a lot of them are very good in uh, being disciplined with everything. So I, I kind of like to take the approach of being super disciplined in that aspect, and it, it really just carries over into all the business side yeah. of things, all the success there. But um, I guess more specifically, my daily routine is um, I usually wake up around seven. I okay. meditate for 30 minutes. Mm. Um, recently, I've been fasting till like 11 or 12, and that yeah. kind of leads to like steady energy flow state in the mornings. Um, mm. I've been taking a ton of different supplements. Those are I have my night and morning stuff. When we can okay. get into that, I take a bunch yeah, of uh, beef organs. I don't know if you've heard about them, but I haven't. I haven't dove into that one. Okay, we can, we can definitely dove in dive into one. those. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff that I've been taking recently, okay. just experimenting. You're with, experimenting, but, testing mm-hmm. out the yeah. water, so to speak. Yeah, just trying to essentially just figure out what uh, biohacks work for me, what mm. different things. I like to get sunlight in the morning, wakes you up. Oh yeah, uh, kind of aligns you with your circadian rhythms. Um, and yeah, I mean, I kind of just get to work and I've just been blasting away. Usually hit the gym around end of day, five or six at night. Um, usually go back and work more or try to unwind, but it's very okay. hard sometimes. So that's interesting. So you, 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 you have the workout in the, in the afternoon, late yeah. afternoon, early evening. Okay. Yep, and, and, and I've done that before too. And, and that works great too. It's a good way to kind of wind down the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also found that sometimes if you do it in the morning, it's a good way to start off your day. Sure, so it, sure. it, it's kind of finding your rhythm. And I think what's important to understand is that your rhythms are going to change as, as you go through you know, your, your business and as you go through life and different lifestyles and, and your age, you'll, you'll find different rhythms of your business and of your lifestyle. Right. So keep that in mind as you're going it's, through it's and progressing. It's always changing. It's, it's always changing, changing yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing really standing still. And what I found is that when you are staying still, you're actually falling behind. Right. So there's only one or two ways. You're either falling behind or you're moving ahead. And if you're moving ahead, you know what speed we're moving ahead at, right? Full speed. Full speed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Full speed. And so walk me through, like, you know, you, you, you spend all this time, you set up this whole Amazon store. Like, when did you make that first sale? And what did that feel like? So, I mean, back then, that was 2018. That was okay. essentially me basically at a very small scale running my own store, uh, figuring out how to actually not trade my time for money and actually become a business owner because mm-hmm. I, I felt like, although I was you know making decent money for an 18 year old kid, right. I wasn't, um, I didn't have any time freedom, obviously. So I was uh, kind of just trading my time for money still and I figured out that I could actually hire employees overseas mm-hmm. in different countries of the world that okay. uh, where their hourly rates, whether that be three to five dollars an hour, which is decent money for some of those people in different countries oh, like absolutely. the Philippines. Um, where, uh, the virtual assistants. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what they call them, yeah. yeah we, um, we call them virtual employees now. Because okay, so v- have VAs have now graduated to VEs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I figured out that that was like one of the main focuses I needed to work on is outsourcing and delegating my time. And that was like a, a big early lesson that I needed to figure out uh, just from one of my own Amazon stores. And, after that, I, I learned kind of the power of leveraging other people's time, and mm. that's when I could expand to essentially running other stores for other people besides just myself. 
Right, right. So it's interesting because sometimes entrepreneurs, when they get first started out, they get into this trap, right? The trap of like, I gotta do everything all myself and they run from eight to faint. They don't have time for the working out. They don't, they're not eating right. So it's really important early on to get that competitive advantage of understanding you need to leverage yourself. You need to duplicate yourself. And when I first got started off, we didn't have VAs or VEs, right? <laughs> In fact, we didn't even have the internet, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's how crazy it was. But, and so I think today's environment really gives entrepreneurs uh, such as yourself that, that unique opportunity that's in front of them to go ahead and take that immediate full speed action. But you gotta delegate, you gotta take care of yourself, and then you gotta grow that revenue, right? Because you can have everything all set up. Like I got all the ducks in a row. I got the A to Z, but if you don't have that the magic money coming down, it's not gonna make anything flow. So tell me what it felt like when you made that first sale, like that light bulb go off, like, okay, I got a business here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's and it's funny because I don't kind of think all the way back to that very first sale. Since yeah, it really gotta go back. Man. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Um, my very first sale was a, a mini fridge. Uh, okay. I basically listed on my Amazon store. I didn't actually have the inventory because the whole model of what we do at mm. Empire is drop shipping. So we mm. list things we don't have or our customers don't have on their storefronts and then we source it once someone on Amazon buys it from their store okay. or a cheaper price from like Walmart, Home Depot or a bunch of other retail suppliers online. Um, but I listed like a mini fridge. Mini fridge. Sold it for like 300 bucks and I had two sales that day. Okay. Um, so I made like $600 in revenue. And awesome. Very quickly and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I can do that. And then I go and order it from Home Depot for like $150, $200. And I make <laughs> a margin of what, 50 bucks, okay. 70 bucks, something like that. And that's really it. It's a very simple business model. And then you mm. just kind of repeat that whole process. Just find more products. So but the empire all started with the mini fridge. Essentially, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's great, right? Yeah. Uh, and with inventory getting from Home Depot. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was a, I mean, that, that's called like grassroots. You know, you got to build it up from the grass, build up from the ground. And that's super important to do that. You've got to be able to have that creative process. And you definitely have had that. Now, your business has now grown so much since 2018. Tell us a little bit about the last couple of years and your journey through that. Yeah, so I mean, the last couple of years, we've kind of been in a hyper growth phase, um, really over the, like the last 18 months or so. So right now, just to kind of give you like a, a bird's eye perspective, yeah. we manage over 1200 stores on Amazon, Walmart and Facebook now. Wow. Um, so it's a lot bigger, obviously, wow. it's not just me obviously running the stores. So you, you started with one store yourself. Yeah. Now you've expanded to how many stores? Over 1200. 1200. Wow. That's, that's scaling, brother. Yeah. That's no, scaling. Really that's is. awesome. Congratulations. Sure. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. But now, I mean, how, do you, how are you accomplishing that? Is that, do you have other people that are coming on and joining you? For sure, yeah. So we have over 30 employees in the US and then we have over 2,000 employees, like the VAs, but oh. their employees now okay. overseas mm. in uh, the Philippines, so. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on your success yeah, with that. You. Now, if someone wanted to get started with this, uh, you know, Amazon business with you, you know, how would, how would they go about and do that? So our model is pretty simple. I mean, we don't do a lot of uh, paid marketing, which I know you're very familiar with, sure. but like our main way of attracting new clients is current client referrals. So mm -hmm. we have a, a basically a referral system and once someone's store essentially works, then they refer their network to it and that's kind of how we grow organic growth. So we can focus kind of on the back end of actually making sure each store that we run for our client is performing and running smoothly over the right. long term. Um, but essentially our structure is we have a upfront fee of 30 to 120K depending on the type of store 
um, that what someone gets with us, and then we do a profit split of either 65, 35, 35 to us, uh, or 50, 50 profit split, depending on the package of the store. Okay. Um, that's kind of the front end of how someone kind of joins us as a client, and then we set up fully manage, handle everything on their store to ideally make them anywhere from five to 10K in profit passively per month. Wow, so, so you really provide that turnkey system, and yeah, that, exactly. that is so key to coming on as a, you know, someone listening that's a new entrepreneur thinking, how do I get started? Well, here you go, you got a perfect opportunity. It's turnkey, right? And, and it's all done online. I think that's beautiful, that's awesome. And, and so now, where do you see your business growing over the next 12 months, the next 12 years? I mean, what do you see? Come on, brother, talk to us. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, we've, we've been in business for about four years now, so yeah. it's, it's very hard to predict over the next 10 years. But uh, about 14, year, or 14 months ago, we got backed by a VC firm out of San Francisco. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we've just been kind of hiring really strategic talent and building out our whole infrastructure to support over 2,000 stores. So that's kind of the next milestone in the whole journey. So tell tell us how you were able to go ahead and get this uh, this capital behind you. How'd that work? Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're, we were a very cash flow positive business and okay. we, we had a lot of growth obviously before our VC came on. Um, really what we needed because me and my brother, John, were partners in this okay. business and he, uh, he and I were very young. He's 25, I'm 22 and we just needed more uh, strategic advisory. We didn't need a lot of money. So that was the mm. uh, kind of structure that we had with RVC and you know, they've helped us basically acquire talent from big companies like Apple, uh, Snapchat, and some other big tech companies. So, so what they were able to do was speed you up. Yeah, exactly. Speed you up, right? And, and create that full speed momentum. And sometimes when you're dealing with VCs, it's not all about the capital, it's about the connections. 100%. And, and, and them go ahead and getting that process to go ahead and speed up. So basically what you've done is you condensed your 10 years down now by partnering up. And so was that an easy decision or a hard decision on the front end? Uh, it was a very easy decision. They kind of just came to me and, as an opportunity and just kind of flowed very smoothly. Okay, that, that's great. And, and sometimes when you put yourself out there, these opportunities come to you, right? But you got to take that first step and create that business or go ahead and partner up with somebody that already has a business and has that turnkey system yeah. like Roman has done. So it's out there, it's available for our listeners to go ahead and plug into. You just gotta do it, right? Right. Just gotta, the Nike, just do it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. And so, now I know you branched off a few other things. I mean, you're in town here um, in Miami. Yeah. We, we're, we got a similar background uh, in regards to an interest in this magical thing called Crypto cryptocurrency yeah. Bitcoin, right? <laughs> yeah. So we got Bitcoin conference happening right now. So what's going on? What do you, tell us what you're thinking about that. So it's, it's been interesting. I mean, this is my first time at the actual Bitcoin conference. I've been to a couple of them before, and I was at NFT week last week oh, or yeah. Saturday. And well, we're gonna talk about NFT, yeah, don't worry. No, I've been, uh, crypto's very new to me. Um, I wish I got in as, as early as you guys were in, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I've been in, in since kind of the bull run of last year and just kind of trying to expedite my learning as fast as possible and just engulfing myself in this whole culture and community. You know, in regards to, to crypto and, and, and Bitcoin, I'm a big Bitcoin fan, and my recommendation has always been get as much education as fast as you can. Yep. And, you know, then take that first step in getting yourself involved, you know, taking that action at, with the level you're most comfortable with, as quick as you can, as fast as you can. And then what I say is hold on as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. But what's most, most important is to always cherry pick off the top. Now, what I mean by cherry picking is you gotta shave it. 
you got some profits, you got to shave it. Because you got to enjoy the life. You got to enjoy the process along the way. And uh, because no one can predict the future. And, and a lot of times we go like this and like this. And that's like life, that's business, that's crypto, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not only are you going to time it like this, but you got to shave it off so you enjoy the process. Uh, right. uh, fruits of your, of your gains. Sure, sure. And, uh, and so that, that's super important. So talk, talk to me about NFTs because super dope, man. I'm excited about NFTs, man. The future. Yeah, yeah I think my, when NFTs came on my radar back in, uh, I think it was June or July of last year, okay. it was when CryptoPunks had a 150K floor. I saw all these celebrities buying them and I was like, maybe I should get into these. Mm -hmm. And I think they went up to like 400K floor. Uh, a few months later and then they just kind of fluctuated but right um yeah it's very interesting i mean i think that it's really cool in the aspect that people are building communities and you know the whole art and the uh even the music culture involved in some of these projects is really cool to follow yes. um and and i I've, I've, uh, i'm in a few different nft communities here i messaged in the discord that i'm going to uh, bitcoin conference this week yeah. and met up with a ton of people and it's just a really cool way to connect with people oh yeah absolutely and, and what's really interesting is that you mentioned communities. And so I'm an investor here in a company called Music Swipe, as you know. And uh, what we found is we're building this community and we give access to these independent and rising artists that are you don't even know really exist yet because you're not searching them out. Sure. But like when you're swiping through in a fun, cool, Tinder-like way, right? Yeah, yeah. What ends up happening is you create these matches and now you discover these artists because you don't, you're hearing a 15 second like TikTok and you're like, oh man, that's really cool, I'm dope, I'm in, right? Get the instant match going. And what's cool about this is that you discover these artists, like, wow, that's, I would have never found them without that. And, but that's gonna be the entree to create an NFT. So you can get even super closer access to that. Imagine this, before they blow up. And what happens to the NFT then? It goes on another level, right? right, right. And so, like, even Gary Vee's doing a great thing, right? Are you? You're gonna be attending uh, the V conference in, in May, Minnesota. Uh, I don't have a V friend. I, I'm pretty sure you have to have an NFT. Yes, go, you do. So Absolutely. You you don't have that's one how you get. The, that's how you get part of. Uh, I of wish the I had one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm sure they're for sale on the marketplace. <laughs> yeah. I think they're like 40, 50 grand floor. Right yeah, yeah. Now. They're, yeah. They're, they're going up there. Yeah. But what's gonna happen after the conference? Yeah. I mean, they're probably. Oh, well, there's supposedly like what three conferences in the yes. salon. Yes. So I don't know. Do you think after all those conferences happen, they're gonna go down in floor? I think that sure, each conference will go ahead and raise the awareness, which means the price will go up because the people want to become a part of that community yeah. even a bigger way. So the demand will go up even more. For so sure. it's like Bitcoin, right? Was Bitcoin better to get in a couple years ago? Sure. Is it good to get in now? Yes. Where's it going? To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you had to go ahead and give one recommendation you know, to our, our listeners here about business, about lifestyle, what would be the one thing that you could share with them based on the experiences that you've been through? I think for me, one of the biggest things is just surrounding yourself with the right people. I have a very good team, uh, very close to my team. And I think part of that is not just competent people that can help you and can help with your, I guess, weaknesses in a sense and mm -hmm. that complement you well, mm -hmm. is um, just surrounding yourself with the right mentors and guides so I'm, I'm a lot younger and obviously I um, don't have a lot of experience in business from a, a year standpoint but yeah. I think that uh, kind of honing in on having the right strategic advisors is yeah. like a big proponent of how I've been able to um, kind of expedite the whole process of my journey yeah yeah I, and I absolutely agree with that 
you've got to go ahead and, and get the education. You got to team up with the right people at the right time. You know, get that mentoring ship. Create those masterminds, and those lead to experiences, and those lead to other opportunities that exist out there. So, I want to go ahead and thank Mr. Roman Cresto for joining us here today at full speed. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Awesome. Full speed, run into that trick, oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, uh, uh. Full speed, run into that check, oh yeah. Full speed, run into that check, oh yeah. Mm-mm, run into that check, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.